You're listening to Becoming Lucia, a podcast by us, Grace McBride and Sarah Peters. Hi there, my name is Grace. I'm Sarah, and this is Becoming Lucia. So we actually have some exciting news that it's not new to us, but it'll be new to all of you. Grace and I have successfully sold our first company, TripKit. <laughs> I feel like we have to take a deep breath when we say that because we can't even believe that it actually happened, went through, like when we successfully went through a full transition. For some context, you know, Sarah will talk in a second about like what TripKit is, but just the fact that we can say that we exited a company um, just still feels surreal. I mean, I feel like we kind of moved on a little bit because we've it happened about more than a month ago and, you know, we've been going through the transition period with the new buyer, but now we finally get to share it. To give you guys just like a little bit of context, TripKit was like we mentioned our first company started it a little over three years ago now. Yeah, I think like three and a half. Three and a half. Um, and what it is, is it's a virtual assistant service for luxury travel advisors. So still in that space of luxury travel and hospitality, but it was more on the service side, whereas Lucia, what we're doing now, is more on the product tech side. TripKit, we started it right when we graduated undergrad at Cornell. And I'm not kidding, like Sarah was... Um, literally Sarah was on her way to like start a new job and I'd called her from Italy and I was like Sarah we need you to join TripKit we clearly we found a need here like let's grow this thing together and from day one she was like yeah sure I'm in um let's kill it and the two of us together just for the last three and a half years have worked tooth and nail to like grow our first company survived the pandemic which is in and of itself, I think, enough of accomplishment for us. Even if we didn't have a successful exit, I think we would have been proud of ourselves even with just that. I mean, I forget what it was, like March 17th. We kind of had to call each other and have like a heart-to-heart moment where we realized that we had to lay off each other and our like 10 other employees. And that was absolutely devastating and heartbreaking. So for us to then a few months later be able to reopen, have clients that trusted us throughout that and then come back to us, uh, and then regrow to the opportunity where we could sell it. That in and of itself was wild. So we're so excited, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a huge feat, not without drama and tears along the way, but yeah, but what's a good startup without a little bit of hard work and tears, <laughs> so. Now you might be asking if the like business was successful as we are saying it was, what would be our reasoning for wanting to leave? There are a handful, but I think the main one is how excited we were to actively be working on Lucia and giving it 150%. While we still had TripKit, that was not an option just because of the sheer workload that we were doing. Yeah, I mean, everyone that has a full-time job, I'm sure anyone, whether you're in entrepreneurship or a, you know, a normal corporate job or VC or banking, like it doesn't matter what job you have. I'm sure all the time you feel super busy and stressed. Now imagine adding another full-time job on top of it. You know, entrepreneurship in and of itself is typically more than a 40-hour work week thing. So to have two going on at the same time was just way too much. Even though we felt like TripKit was in a great place to run on its own, it just still, like, we just couldn't do both at the same time. We were crazy for a few months there trying to think that we could, and we just absolutely couldn't. But, yeah. Yeah, well, one thing you're forgetting, Grace, is, yes, it was two essentially full-time jobs working simultaneously, but in addition to that, this one decided to go get her MBA oh, yeah, I forgot in the middle that. of it all. I forgot. I literally decided to go get an MBA because I was like, oh, I've always wanted to get one. Why not you know, do it now? The pandemic's happening. It won't be such a big nuisance to the business. 
fast forward to it being, I think like November, I just started the MBA a few months earlier. And I mean, of course, travel came back in roaring fashion. And, you know, Sarah's working like double time to do this while I'm like studying for a stats final, thinking Notre Dame's great. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm kidding. We, we both worked the whole time. Ask any of my classmates, I can promise you. But yeah, I did an accelerated like one year. So I did a full two-year MBA, but I just shortened it into one and like did it over the summer. So I think that also helped too that I wasn't away for two years because I can't imagine still being at school. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so I will say though that uh, we had been thinking of selling TripKit for months. With any business, you want to kind of think ahead and plan ahead. And we, even from day one of building Lucia, that was always the plan. We were never going to be operating this. Oh my God, I just said Lucia. Building TripKit. Jesus. You can see how this gets confusing. But we were, yeah, seriously, like we were building, even from day one, we were like, we're not planning on being in this business for 25 years. That's just not in our nature. So we were always planning on building a business that could sustain on its own and then have someone come in and scale it. And that's what we found in our new buyer, Pete. We always felt like we had a really strong, you know, business sense of like starting companies. But when it came to like the scale growth stage past that, honestly, we just felt like, okay, someone else can do this now. Like, let's go start the next thing. It's just our personalities. I'm kind of grateful we figured that out pretty early on. And then I'm also really grateful we found Pete. Yeah, so Pete is the new buyer for TripKit. I'm sure he'll join us on a podcast yeah, episode one day. But he is incredible. We had a lot of conversations with potential buyers when we were going through it and genuinely held off until we found the perfect match. And I mean, we had at least upwards of like 50 phone calls. Yeah. With potential buyers. This was after we had Magnolia Firm vet them first. So for some context, we had used a broker for the sale. Her name's Christine. She runs a firm called Magnolia Firm. Highly recommend if anyone has a side gig, a travel business, a piece of tech, doesn't matter how small or large your business is, having someone like Christine in your corner to sell your business is absolutely incredible. Also, there's a company called MicroAcquire and they can help facilitate a sale like that as well absolutely game changer. Like you don't need to be a hundred million dollar business in order to have a successful exit. If anyone's looking to even sell their side gig, that's something that you should really look into. Yeah. We truly did not know anything going into the sale and or going into the process of selling, I should say. Christine laid it out beautifully yeah, for us. It. Great communication. Yeah. She handled it for us. That's kind of the power of like outsourcing and delegating. You know, delegation is so important, especially when you know that your time how much time you're going to spend doing something that someone else is already an expert at. It's just worth it to me every time. So Absolutely. thanks to Christine. Thank you, Mike for choir. And of course, thank you, Pete, too, <laughs> to have someone that was so excited about growing a company that we've put our heart and soul into. You can't really ask for more than that. He's fabulous. And I'm yeah. super, super excited to see where he, yes. he takes TripKit and just how far it goes. Yeah, it's in good hands. And then of course, like, why else did we exit? We obviously wanted to benefit from our hard work. Like we said, we kind of put in our heart and soul and, you know, felt like we should have an opportunity to exit and not just like walk away from a business because we wanted to start another one. So really grateful that we had like the opportunity to do that too. Yeah. And then I would say the last reason would honestly be our clients. Our customers are absolutely incredible. Like Grace mentioned earlier, the loyalty that some of them have had with us pre-pandemic during it, where we are now. We wanted to make sure that they were being taken care of and they're going to be in good hands. So there is a side of the acquisition story that when I heard from other founders that have sold their businesses, no one really talks about afterwards. 
like how you're feeling afterwards. Like you've worked on something for so many years and now you're kind of left, you know, transition it and be done. And you're just kind of, it's taken away from you, almost like a kid being taken away from you. And I would feel like we've kind of, not had seller's remorse, that's just not true, but like a second guess. It's like, wait, should we? Yeah. Did we do the right thing? Ah, and honestly, I think it's just the anxiety of no longer having <laughs> that <Workflow>. responsibility. <laughs> yeah, no, because genuinely you take care of something and you work so hard yeah. on a project for so long. Yeah. Well, I will say too, it didn't hurt to have passive income that just, you know, we had set up the business so that we could help manage a bunch of admins that were doing a ton of work for all of our clients, our hundred plus clients, you know, across the years. And we were able to have a solid salary from that. Whereas when you start a new company again, and you're like starting from ground zero, like absolutely no certainty. And we feel like with TripKit, we had built a certainty, our true small business in that sense. So I feel like from that perspective, you have a little bit of remorse there. Like, do I really want to jump into the deep end again? So yeah. That's what keeps life exciting. Yeah, we're just a little bit crazy. Sorry. <laughs> and I mean, Sarah, like you can kind of testify to this the most because you really led the transition period, but not this is not the end for TripKit at all. Like this, if anything, I think is going to be its real beginning. We kind of helped lead it a foundation, but I feel like Pete's kind of stepping in to take it to its next years. I feel like that's always what an acquisition is about. It's about who can really take it to the next level. That's kind of where it's going. Yeah, and he's definitely the guy to, to lead that charge. Honestly, I feel like most people, at least when our friends, when we told them we were selling TripKit, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Now it's kind of fun talking about it, at least from our perspective. So I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about that. But we're going to be kind of taking the lessons that we learned throughout this process through all of the next parts of the business that we run with Lucia. Obviously, there's many lessons to take away and it won't just be through this episode. I think it'll come through in so many future ones too. Yeah, definitely. Thank you again for tuning in today. We really enjoyed talking about this. It's something that we're truly, really excited and passionate to talk about and happy to talk to anyone else that's really interested in learning more about like this entire process. But just a reminder on the project we're now working on, Lucia is a freelancer marketplace for the luxury travel industry. It aims to solve the scalability crisis in the industry by allowing companies to hire freelancers and solve the challenges of talent sourcing and efficient growth. So if you want to learn more, all of the links will be below, whether this is YouTube, podcast, TikTok. <laughs> uh, and as always, tune in next week for a new episode. Have a good one. Bye.